Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. Hey, Joe, it's a pleasure to meet you, actually. This is our first time getting to chat here. Yeah. Um, and thanks for joining the podcast. Thank man. you for having me. Uh, super excited. Glad we got this done. It was a little crazy there because I, I moved cross country, as you know, from Illinois to San Diego, but beat the winter. So got got out here just in time, pretty much. So now <laughs> settled in the office. Still a few boxes to unpack, but happy to be kind of hitting the ground running in, in our new home. But yeah, thank you for having me. We're excited. Of course, of course, and you're you're in a beautiful spot in Southern California. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to. I was I was uh, scrolling on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocker! I came across you, uh, and then you know I went went to your website and really just you know resonated with with what I was reading. Right. Um, I love people that are focused on personal development themselves, and then also trying to help people. Um, you know, improve their performance, their life. Um, and I'd love, you know, I'd love if you could share maybe a little bit about your background, then also a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what makes your, what, what makes you, you, you know, with your work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of people that get into this space, like their kind of spiritual journey or their personal development, usually something kind of cataclysmic, apocalyptic happens to them where it is this driving wedge, this force that goes, you either continue down this path and it's going down and it's getting dark or you have to create a new path for yourself. And you don't know what that path, that path could be dark and leading down too, but at least it's new. And that's kind of what happened with me. And that's what I see from working with people and just talking to people. The people who actually implement the most amount of change, it's because they were just so unable to continue living their normal habits and patterns and routine and lifestyle that they needed a drastic change to kind of save them in a sense. And that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, I was just, you know, my name's Joe, regular Joe, Joey bag of donuts, but just your, your normal guy trying to make things, I don't pleasant, happy in my life. And, um, I had a a good gig. I was really in in a nice space. Like if you looked externally or on paper and had the, the wife, two dogs, cool pad in Chicago, great job on Michigan Avenue, uh, a director, good team below me, uh, worked for a Swiss company, really cool stuff. But in my mind, I wasn't peaceful. I wasn't happy. And and then life kind of just got really, really challenging. My my wife then uh, got cancer. And so everything was just shook up big time. So all the the things that I thought were important just were eviscerated. You know, they they just were incinerated in in this really, really important thing. 
and we battled for a very long time and we we did great but ultimately it, it proved too much and i had to make the decision to pull her off life support after a very tough 10 months it was a few year battle but 10 months of really really hardcore care where you're bathing feeding caring er visits all this stuff and it was this this you know cooking pot this pressure cooker of of anxiety and stress and mortality and fear and anger and rage and loathing all this stuff and then when she passed it was just crickets silence and i was like well what do you do now you know and i received a sign a message from her actually through a medium and she at first i was like my analytical mind was like this lady's kind of bsing because she's like telling me that she's speaking with jess and 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 that jess has messages for me and i was like ah okay what do you want from me but my grieving heart was like tell me what you got like i'm here to yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever she's telling me i want to know and it was to write a book and to read a book and um i had decided basically kind of around that moment that i was we had a health and wellness company and I was basically dissolving that quit my corporate job, the cushy corporate job. A lot of our stuff was already in, in storage and I, cause we had to move in with my folks because of the, the care for her. And I just bought a one-way ticket to South America and decided that I was going to tour the country, volunteering, healing, soul searching. And I did that for a while going from Colombia to Ecuador, to Peru, to Bolivia, but my mind was shit. It was just horrible. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was nothing. And I was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then physically, I got really ill in Bolivia. And it was kind of like the final straw of you need a drastic life change, even though you already are in the midst of a drastic life change. But you need some something of, of stability. And basically that just like launched me into this new space where I had a fight for my wellness, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And I moved to Costa Rica and we got married there. And so it kind of was, a, there was a, a, an extreme fondness for that country. It's, it's, you know, it's slogan. If you've ever been there, when you meet people, Pura Vida, pure life. And I wanted to go just saturate my soul in that culture and really do everything I can to learn how to heal. And she was still guiding me, giving me messages, visiting dreams, uh, palpable signs and all this beauty, but it wasn't good enough. It was cool, but it wasn't enough to get me thinking right, feeling good. And so that's where I just took a deep dive into all the religious, spiritual, self-help, esoteric things i mean i don't know if you could see my my bookshelves over here but those aren't coloring books you know so it's all different stuff to learn the power of my mind and my spirit and then i started traveling the world going to tibet and nepal and india and africa and all through central and south america and europe and just absorbed in these cultures learning the things that they had to teach, reading the books and the scriptures and developing my mind. And I basically established an insanely different mindset, perspective on life, on myself. At first it was 
woe is me, my wife died. And everything in life, everything, even a, the, you know, a sip of water was like, oh, this would be so much better if she was with me. So everything was diluted. Everything was missing. Everything was black and gray and dark. But I had to change my perspective to be like, well, I had her and now I have this life and this knowledge and the lessons and the wisdom. Now I can make the most of my life and everything just 180 into this beauty, this light. But I had to train my mind over many years to think this way. Again, just an average guy trying to find happiness and everything. And I did. And I found that self-love. But you have to make it your lifestyle. It's kind of not some fad spiritual diet. You actually have to live and breathe this stuff. And that's what I do. So it is very much my lifestyle, who I am, my, my pulse, my heartbeat. But then I saw all these other people suffering. It was friends and family members. And I'm like, you're looking at life all wrong. But they didn't experience that catastrophic apocalyptic event to give them that the the real catalyst that they needed to make the change. So I started coaching, teaching, mentoring people one on one pro bono just to help them. But I, too, was learning as being a teacher. And that just kind of rocketed me into the realm I am now. And I was I was consulting in like medical stuff for a long time, doing very well. And I decided that uh, my true calling is to help others develop that real beautiful peaceful stability of thought of presence and and heartfelt connection to something other than fear and so that's what i do now and i also wrote that book she she told me to wrote uh, write uh, it's a novel called dreams of antiquity all about you know a man's journey reincarnating trying to find love self love and heal through different lives, different carnations, incarnations, uh, all the while his wife was, was guiding him. So very spiritual, amazing, epic love story. But my, a lot of my time is spent writing, but the majority is helping others now, just because it's like people are out there and they're suffering needlessly. So that's kind of like how I got into it. My backstory, Cliff Notes version, of course, uh, there's about seven, eight years of insanity all raveled into that that story so a lot of adventure stories a lot you know traveling the world and developing your mind and healing and everything you have a you have a lot of fun and it's it's an epic adventure but it's also a lot of struggle and hardship but that just makes you stronger you know so that's where i'm at now and now i have a a beautiful fiance Uh, we've been engaged for a couple years and we have a a one-year-old little boy and we're living in Southern California. I own my own business, doing well, growing, healing people, writing books and getting into other stuff too, workshops and public speaking and all that good stuff. Just sharing this message that anybody can do this and you don't need that cataclysmic uh, event to just think better about yourself and about life and just to elevate your perception. You can just do it because it's honestly a much healthier, much happier space to, to exist in. Yeah. Joe, I, I can tell, um, one of your, one of your strong suits is being vulnerable and open to sharing because, you know, I, a lot of that story is, is beautiful and fun, but a lot of it is, uh, you know, a little more intense and yeah. I appreciate you opening up and sharing with that. Uh, I think people could resonate with that. And I almost think in some ways people in like 
a very subconscious way. Some people are, are kind of like searching and waiting for like that catastrophic event. So they have an excuse to, you know, make a great shift. And I, I, I love the message of like, it doesn't have to get there. Right. Yeah. You know, like we can do it before it gets there. Um, do have a question about, uh, you know, exploring, uh, <laughs> exploring the world because I, I am eager to do some sort of like a worldly cultural trip. But before I get to that, um, I don't even think we've talked in detail about the happiness discipline, this podcast name, um, and what that really means, because I think it's going to resonate with you. And I'd love, I'd love your, your candid take on it, yeah. but, um, the, the happiness discipline is basically something that I kind of created rooted in, um, the fact that everything in life just is right. That's a stoic philosophy and the way we, you know, and, um, our perception is what we experience. So really, if you can cultivate the awareness and discipline to remain, you know, hopeful, positive, look at the bright side of things and sit in that happiness, um, you'll get it, you know, and um, that, you know, that I, I, I heard a little bit of that in your story, right, that like, we're just like looking at life entirely wrong. And um, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that, you know, What's your initial reactions are when you hear about the happiness? This no, man. I mean, it's dead on. It's it's happiness is not, it's not an event, it's not a situation, it's not a circumstance. It's honestly a perspective. That's it, and that's why Buddha said that suffering is rooted in desire. It's because when we desire life to be other than what it is, we're experiencing lack, suffering, fear. But when we look at what life really is. And we compare, this is the easiest thing to do for people looking to make a really big start because people will be like, poor me, I don't have the job I, I want. I'm, I hate my boss. My income sucks. I'm lonely. I don't have the lover. Uh, I'm, I'm unhealthy. Whatever it is, go look at somebody less fortunate than yourself who doesn't have running water. I know it's cliche, but do this because it will humble you to be like, oh, actually, I have all of these things. And when you look at what you don't have, you go on Instagram and you scroll and you see all these successful people and you compare yourself to them, you're always going to feel like shit. I'm always going to be broke if I'm looking at all the money I haven't made. doesn't matter if I'm a billionaire, right? But when you look at what you have, it's a very big shift in perspective and it will humble you into the real what is reality? When we look at what we don't have, that's a trap of the ego saying you could have all this and you should feel bad for not. But when we look at what we do have, we shift into this state of mindful gratitude, which then goes, oh man, I'm actually really fortunate. And that, that emotion is authentic because you feel fortunate. So when I traveled all, all over the world, which may like segue into your, your next question there, you see people who don't have anything, tin roofs, muddy water, food is, is just so lacking. But guess what they did have? Just beaming smiles and full hearts. And they're running around in what is looking like such a impoverished area and they're laughing and they're joyous. So they had something figured out that we don't, when I say we, you know, most of, uh, 
the first world. But what they had figured out is they had nothing to compare it to. So what they had was all they knew. So they were present within what they had and it was good because there wasn't anything better to be like, oh, we don't have that. And so the happiness, what you're speaking about, the discipline is mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, if that's your jam, to establish habits that empower and inspire you to tether yourself to presence. And within that presence, you're going to experience peace. And a lot of times you're going to elevate from peace to gratitude because you'll just be very grateful for experiences, people, blessings, tangibles, valuables, whatever it is. And that is the discipline is training your mind not to go off that platform to stay centralized on that. So it's very much a discipline of happiness, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. So everything that you're talking about, man, that's my jam. That's what I teach. And it's hard as shit to learn. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes for a lot of people, because you have to retrain your entire mind, your entire perspective, all those limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging narratives and all this horrible stuff that you've been conditioned to do. We need to just take it, eviscerate it, evict it, and then replace it with other stuff. So it's hard. Yeah. It's also the most liberating thing you will ever <laughs> it's worth It's worthwhile, right? Oh Obviously. Yeah. There's nothing else you could do that will be a better payoff. Nothing. I, I couldn't agree more. And the beautiful thing is like so many things get wrapped into it. But you're right. It's hard because it takes a tremendous amount of energy, yeah. right? You always need to be willing to change and do. And I've realized energy is just like everything else is based on perception, right? You know, it's like, Last night, I woke up. I, yesterday was a full day, and I was so grateful for it. That's what I love. You know, yeah, yeah. 5 a.m. workout, meeting meetings all day, midday gym session, some afternoon meetings about a new business I'm going to launch it. Went to the evening, cooked dinner, cleaned the house. Then at 8.30, you know, after gun, running and gun for like 16 hours, I sat down to really do some more work on a retreat that I'm holding. And if, if you frame it as like work – it depletes your energy. If you frame it as like a chance to like, you know, make this retreat dream a reality, you know, um, the work becomes easier. And I found that in building kind of like my discipline up, you know, really just reframing my, the way I think about like work, right? Like, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I stretch a lot. And like, sometimes if I'm going to sit down after dinner and like, you know, if someone's going to turn TV on or music, I'm going to stretch. And my family will be like, no, I just want to relax. And I'm like, what's more relaxing than stretching, yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's I like, but but I get it. I understand where they come from. They're coming from like, you're doing something. Like that's work. Like it's exhausting. Um, but I, I think you really hit it on the head when you talked about, it, in my opinion, when you talked about you need to build up habits that make the discipline come like easier because yeah. like for example exercising eating well drinking water sleeping well increases your energy allows you to keep that discipline um practicing some sort of mindfulness you know increases your awareness because i realized that's a huge piece awareness you know i mentioned i was out here in lake tahoe um skiing a lot 
the other day on the mountain, I was like, I tried to like, I felt sloppy skiing and I started getting like, just like a little worked up. I'm like, man, like this sucks. Like, I'm like, dude, you're like on top of a beautiful mountain. (laughs) It's a sunny day. Like you're not skiing exactly up to some made up, you know, par, right. That you thought you should ski to like, just relax a little bit and have some fun out here. And that's attachment. You wanted the experience to be different in some even minute way. And then you go, oh no, look at what it is and find the gratitude within that. So like you basically just did a really quick shift back into presence and then that presence made you grateful. So it's not like you're being happy-go-lucky, Mr. Positivity. No, that was the natural byproduct of coming to awareness of your present moment. And I would actually, I would actually disagree with you on one thing is that in a sense, you didn't really say this, but it's not a disagreement, but you said it, it takes a lot of energy to do this stuff. It takes more energy to maintain a fear-based mindset because all the anxiety, all the stress, all the worry, the panic, the anger, the loathing, the depression, the regret, resentment, animosity, the list goes on. You have to maintain that. And you'll sit there on your on your sofa at night when you're supposed to be resting, your mind is just going through this gauntlet of what I got to do tomorrow. Am I going to make enough bills, you know, make enough money for the bills? Am I going to be able to do this and do that, that? And you're riddling your body. You're wrecking havoc on your physical, mental, and emotional well-being, which takes way more energy because it's in that fight or flight or fight stress, you know, stress place. It's or the fight or flight or flee or freeze. Yeah. And so it takes way more energy to maintain that than it does to be present because present you're at peace. Your body just like, we're not in jeopardy. So we're cool. We're relaxed. We're easy going here. So the energy you're going to spend the energy regardless. So you might as well get something that you want. You know what I mean? So it's, it's out there, but we have to learn this stuff. Joe, that, that is, thank you. Thank you for that clarification. No, I, I love it. You, you're right. Because um, it's also like when I, for me, I'm really rooted in the body. So like, um, like exercise, like physical things I relate to well. And some people think they don't have energy to exercise. Energy gives you more or exercise gives you more energy, right? And it's the same thing that you're talking about here. I'll tell you, this is a little bit of um, an intense statement. Uh, But when I go to my gym, there's a poster. uh, There's a bunch of like motivational posters. And one of them says, um, it says, losing fat is hard. Being fat is hard. Choose your hard. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's, that's just maybe like, uh, another way for people to look at, but you're exactly right. It's like, it is difficult to have an anxious running mind. It's also very difficult to fix it. They're both going to be difficult. So pick, you know, you, you, of course you want the one that's going to give you the more and if you think about it, investment-wise, if you're struggling with anxiety or loneliness, right, and you're sitting there and you're just kind of wreaking havoc in your mind and then emotionally you're feeling that negative emotion, that doesn't go away. If anything, it gets worse. So longevity-wise, you're stuck on that path. But yes, if you're trying to train your mind, it's hard because it's new. 
and you don't have experience and you feel, you know, like you were skiing the other day, you're like, oh man, I, I'm not at the top of my game right now. So the challenge is what's cha is what's difficult in a sense. But what you do is when you start making some momentum and get some progress in that space, you start finding this piece and then you're spending less energy maintaining an unhealthy fear-based mindset and you're able to explore peace. And what's beautiful about this, a lot of people are into manifestation, law of attraction, vibration, all that great stuff. So when you establish peace, then you've just opened up your opportunity. It's like, it's like getting passive income. Like you're like, I can do whatever I want because the, the money's coming in. So I'm free to, to do what I want within my passions and my pursuits. I'm not doing stuff for, because I need to pay the bills now. So when you establish presence, you can actually start choosing your thoughts, choosing your emotions, start doing visualization practices. So if people are about manifestation, the best thing they can do for themselves is train their mind not to waste time and energy thinking negative thoughts, feeling negative emotions, visualizing negative future outcomes, or having regret, resentment, shame about a past and being angry with the present. When you train your mind to do that, you become a master of your mind, which then goes, what do I want to experience now? Do I want to ride this wave of peace and just like, let's see what life brings me? Cool. Do that. And if you want to manifest something, you want to attract something using quantum mechanics and, and the laws and spirituality, you can do that. And that's what I choose to do for myself is take my mind and attract certain experiences knowing they're not going to bring me more happiness. I've already found it. They're just going to bring me a new kind of experience, which will always bring me happiness and gratitude. So the investment is clear, man. Put your hard work, your energy into the mindset, the growth, just like that gym, you know, thing. Yeah. hard work, it's going to pay off. I, 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 I just love it. Like, you know, cause you're saying like, you're, it's going to pay off in the future as well as now. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share a blog with you. I wrote my first – I wrote a bunch of blogs, but I wrote the first one about the happiness discipline because I've been trying to like piece it together, right? And the law of attraction, it's about three things. The law of attraction was the last thing. Everyone's looking to manifest in the law of attraction. But if you're not rooted in positive thinking and feeling, you know, it. it's not going to happen, right? And like – I realized like um, I worked with a company called The Fabulous. They help people build new habits through an app. It's actually really, really cool, um, you know, because they make it really accessible through an app. And they always say that building new habits is very, very simple, but not easy. Um, the law of attraction is the same thing. To say like, like the law of attraction is basically you are like you get what you think about, <laughs> you know, it's a very simple concept, but to be like, hey, Joe, so make sure that you're vibrating on a frequency, you know, 24-7. That's exactly what you want to manifest. You know, it's not easy. It's simple. It makes sense, but, it's you know, it's not easy. And you're right, you know, it just takes practice is kind of what I'm hearing. Like investing the time, read yeah. the books, talk to the people, write, you know, 
it's either a priority or it's not right. You know, like anything you go to the gym, do you go to the gym once every two weeks or once a day, you know, yeah. it's important to you and you feel good. And then you miss it. If you miss a day at the gym, you don't feel as good as the days that you go to the gym. And so that's all it is. And the law of attraction, it's even more than just what you're thinking. It's what you're feeling with the big part of that, but thinking, feeling your beliefs, who you are is what you attract. That's when I'm, I'm coaching everybody that, that comes to me and wants to work with me one-on-one -on -one or in my membership. But the number one thing is they don't have the value, they, the self-perceived value or worthiness for the thing that they ultimately want to experience. More money, that loving couple, partnership, uh, their own successful business. They have all these limiting beliefs. And they're thinking about all the things and feeling all the things of why they're not good enough. And so all I do is we help them find all that stuff, get rid of it, and then replace it. Like in a healthy diet, like if I have a bunch of junk food, I just can't go into my fridge, clean it all out and be like, cool, now I'm healthy. No, you have to fill it up with good things. So you have to put positive thoughts in your mind and good emotions in your heart. And we have to do that with intention but there's a process and that's that's what I do is I teach you that the way you're thinking it's not serving you anymore and there's a way better way to think if you want to experience a peaceful loving abundant life and that's basically what I do and then if you want to manifest stuff I teach all that too but it's all about retraining reconditioning your mind to do this stuff automatically and then you're golden man it for everyone listening out there, it is that simple. Joe and I, um, you know, uh, I don't want to speak for you, Joe, but I'll say that ne neither one of us are going to say that it's it's an incredibly easy thing to do or quick. I mean, Joe, as he told the story, he then said, oh, yeah, and that was, you know, eight years of, you know, work and struggle in there. But we gave you the cliff notes. Um and I no way want to act like I'm an expert in this area, but clearly it's a high level interest in it. I will happily say publicly, it's a priority to me. Yeah, um, and it's something that I, I want to continue. Everybody else too out there, like it can be insanely easy too. There are people who grasp this stuff like right out of the gates. I've got clients who made insane shifts in their well being in a matter of two weeks. I'm talking about a complete shift in their experience where they were angry and disgruntled and anxious and just really looking for evidence of why they should loathe their very life every single day. And within two weeks, they're like, my life is magical. It's a blessing. So it also can be easy for people because we don't want to state that just because it was hard for us, it may be hard for you. You may be really like receptive to this and respond super quick, but check it out. We both got, you know, a lot of resources to help anybody out there that's looking to make a, a big change, but learn one about the power of your mind. And there's books, there's podcasts, there's infinite resources now and videos and TikTok and YouTube. And then from there, you'll see if you're thinking in a way that makes you feel good, but you can make a drastic change. And sometimes the work isn't so hard. So don't let Sean scare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't let me scare you and my resource is joe so um we'll, we'll put some links in the show notes to make sure that people are you know able to contact you and find you um you. but 
you know, Joe, I wanted to say this is one of the most beautiful first meetings I've had with someone. And I just, I I really, really appreciate it. Um, There will be more of us connecting in the future. I'll give you a, I'll give you a chat, uh, a call, you know, one of these days here. And I just want to thank you for taking the time. And I feel like we're at the tip of the iceberg of this conversation. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a lot more that that, uh, can be explored, but I think this is a great entry point for people. For sure. For sure. And so don't, anybody listening, you don't wait for your, your apocalypse. You know, if things aren't where you want them to be, that's reason enough to invest in the change that you want to realize. And it all begins with your perception and your mind. Just learn a little bit about your mind and you could just find a bunch of free information. You could work with people, whatever it is, you can make a very rapid transformation and shift into a more pleasant space. You just have to decide that it's important. And that's it. So wishing everybody well on that process, that journey. And uh, I know, you know, it worked for me, works for Sean, just regular, typical guys and people out here trying to find our happiness and be very disciplined within it. So thank thank you so much, Joe, for that. I, I, I agree. That's a great way to end it, that we don't need to wait for the apocalyptic moment. So Joe, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for the all the work you've done to be able to share on this call. I do appreciate that. And I just look forward to the next time that we can connect. Sure. Thank you for having me, Sean. I appreciate you, man. And appreciate everybody listening. Be well. Hey, thank you for watching today's episode. If you got something out of this, it would mean so much if you could just take a second and give us a rating on whatever platform you're watching on. And it would mean so much to the world if you could just find one person that you think this message resonates with and you can share that with them. Thank you so much for your support. Looking forward to share the next episode with you.